Hey everybody, it's your boy Lance Bass and you are checking out Spirituality and Self-Love and the Modern World Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share your girl's passion on helping you feel a lot less empty through spirituality. All right, guys. Love you all. Mwah. Hey, everyone. It's Bernadette. Happy day today. What a turn of events because I actually was having a really sucky day. Just, I don't know. I just have anxiety all day for no reason. And then I remembered that I have a podcast interview with Mr. Jack, Mr. Jack Atkins from The Circle Season 2. And it's perfect timing because The Circle Season 3 is on Netflix right now. So you can totally binge. Jack, I'm so excited you are here. I have so many questions. Thank you for coming on. I know you're so busy. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad we coordinate. And, you know, like you said, perfect timing with the season three out now. So we can chat about season two. We can talk about season three. But yeah, yeah. we just got to go check out the news. Yeah. So, Jack, what have you been up to since the circle wrapped up? Did you party it up? Uh, definitely, you know, here and there. Um, so in the circle, we wrapped up a long, so filming wrapped up a long time ago, wrapped up. Uh, I actually, I got home last Halloween. So filming wrapped up a long time ago. After that, I was just kind of hanging out. Uh, I had taken time off of school to film. So I, I just had, I went back to school, but I wasn't like taking classes because I had to take the full semester off. Uh, and then after the holidays, I went back to school, was taking classes, uh, finished out the school year up until, and then the circle finally aired. So then that kind of changed things up. I came out to LA, finished my classes online. And then I spent the summer just trying to like network, connect with people, build my social following and just having a really good time, honestly, partying it up a little bit. But yeah, it's been good. Have you graduated from college already? No, I have a little over a year left of college. So I'm going back next week to college. What are you majoring in? Uh, so my, my major is business economics, and then my minor is astronomy. And do you go to University of Chicago? Yep, yep. I'm, a, I'm, I'm basically a senior, but because I took time off for the circle, I have to like make that time up uh, after this year. But yeah, I, I like Chicago a lot. It's, it's been fun. COVID definitely threw a wrench in it a little bit. Um, but hopefully this year it's a little bit more back to normal. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to going back. I'm not looking forward to leaving LA. It's been, it's been great, but definitely want to, excited to see what this school year has in store. How did you decide to combine business with astronomy? Um, so my minor, the astronomy is just my minor. And honestly, like I started taking a few classes just like randomly out of interest. And then at my, at, at school, the, the minor is only five classes, which isn't a ton. So I was just kind of like, hey, I think this is interesting. Uh, the classes are, are pretty much always available, which is important because with, with my major, a lot of times it's hard to get into the classes. Uh, and then I also just thought like, hey, from an outside perspective, uh, business is like one of the most popular majors at my school. So why not make like twist it up a little bit and throw that minor in there just to diversify a little bit. But yeah. How come you're in Los Angeles now? Uh, just because, you know, Los Angeles is a, it's a great city to be in. It's like, this is where everyone's at. A lot of the circle cast is here. A lot of the people that, you know, are, are important to connect with are here. 
because also long term, I think I want to go into working in entertainment from like a management side. And so being out here is definitely the, the, the prime place for that. The place where you're staying right now, are you roommates with any of the people at the circle? Or is so, this an Airbnb? No, so mostly I was doing Airbnb, but I'm actually with Mitchell right now, uh, staying on Mitchell's for a week until I go back to school. I heard that you were in another reality show. What is this Big Brother Columbus all about? Oh, you, you know about that? So that was just like a small little YouTube series uh, with like a small following. Uh, I had a, that was back in 2019 that I did that. Um, just a small YouTube series. It was a lot of fun. Just, it was only filmed over a weekend. Um, I had a friend who did the one before the season before me. And so he just recommended it. And I was like, Hey, like this is nothing big, but it looks like a fun time. There's a $500 prize. It's close by. Uh, I'll sign up for it and do it. And honestly, I've also done a few other like survivor type of events, like small, small, like for charity, not affiliated with the real show, but I'm just a big reality TV fan. So when I see those opportunities to go and compete, even if it's like at a smaller level, I, I just think it's a really fun time. It's a great way to meet new people. So I've done a few things like that, but Big Brother Columbus is up on YouTube if you want to check it out. How did you get involved with Netflix games? And that is also on YouTube, Netflix YouTube. Oh, I wasn't on that though. The, you the, were not? The Netflix reality games. Yeah. No, I wasn't on that. But Cor Courtney was on that and Joey. Courtney, Joey. Joey, Delisa, and Sammy. Mitchell, no, no Mitchell. No, no Mitchell. Oh, hmm. I don't know why I thought you were in there. I wish I was, but yeah. Yeah, because I think it's because I heard that you went LA, and I automatically automatically thought you went to LA to film this Netflix reality no, no. game show. No, honestly, that one was like I, I wish I'd done it, but it wasn't like a big thing. Like it was kind of like low budget. Not to not to dish on them, but. I mean, it was fun to watch my Netflix reality family competing, but, but, like, I wish it was at higher stakes than, like, backyard games, you know? Yeah. What um, about The Circle? Did you see season one and wanted to join the show? Yeah, exactly. So I, I've just been a fan of reality TV for a long time. Like, reality, comp more so competitions. Ah. Uh, and so Survivor, I've been a long-time fan, been a fan of Big Brother, and so naturally through that, I saw that Netflix started a reality competition, The Circle. So I watched the first season, like right when it came out. Uh, and I was like, hey, like this looks fun. I might as well send a video in. Like there's no harm done. You know, there's, you can't really lose if you send in a video. And one thing led to another. And suddenly I was like cast for the show. I was like, oh my God, this is insane. So that, yeah, I kind of just definitely got super lucky. Very grateful. Um, but yeah, I just applied, like, I was just a fan and applied. Because some people kind of get, like, reached out to, but I just went online and did the old-fashioned way. Are you watching any reality TV series right now? Because I'm following MTV The Challenge. Have you seen that? It's a So I watched, show. like, the first two episodes of The Challenge, but my I don't, like, have access to the, the, like, the website. Uh, like, my, my TV provider doesn't, like, give it. So it's been, it's hard to, like, get it. So I haven't been watching that. I was watching Big Brother um, for most of the season, and then it got kind of boring, so I kind of just stopped watching it. Uh, and then, other than that, obviously The Circle Season 3, I, I watched the first batch of episodes. And then the new season of Survivor comes out in about a week, so I'll be, I'm, I definitely will be watching that. 
Yeah, I actually watch all of the reality shows on this website called Couch Tuner. C O U C H T U N E R. So next oh, time, if you yeah. want to watch anything, have, it's all yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna check that out. Even the circle is on there. Really? Yeah, the circle season mm-hmm. three, everything. I'm gonna have to look into that. That, that might be the way I watch it, uh, the challenge. Yeah. What yeah. kind of questions do they ask you in the casting process? I'm always intrigued. Yeah, that's a good. I'm trying to think back. It was a while. I mean, a lot of it is about. Just your background and getting to know you. So, in the first time they called me, it was a lot about like, you know, how did you grow up? Like, what are you doing? Like, what have you done in life? Like, what are you doing with your life? Where do you want to go? So, like, general life questions, and then obviously they they'll turn it towards the circle a little bit too. So they'll ask you about your strategy. Do you want to catfish? Do you not want to catfish? Like, how do you interact with certain people that might be in the in the game? Like, how do you interact with different personalities? So they kind of just want to see about you and your background, and then they also want to know how are you going to be in the game, like strategically, socially, everything like that. How is it like watching a season and relieving it all over again? How many times did you watch your own season? Um, So I watched my season as the episodes came out, uh, and then other than that, I've, you know, here and there, I'll watch like an episode, like if I'm on the plane, like I think one flight, I watch some of them back. Uh, but I haven't like watched it fully again for a second time. I might do that soon. It's definitely interesting. It's definitely a lot of fun to watch yourself be on it. And watching season three now has kind of made me nostalgic in a way. Because I'll be, sorry, I'll be watching season three. And I'll be like, wait, I was on the last season of this show. That's pretty cool. Like I could go watch myself. Um, so it, but it's also obviously a little bit weird to watch yourself because it's just like, it's a little awkward. Uh, it definitely feels a little cringy sometimes watching yourself on screen. Um, but overall, it's a great time, especially as a fan of these types of shows. I've always wanted to be on them. So to be able to watch the show and then be a part of that is a lot of fun. Hey, why do you think the producers want us to think that this this show was shot in Chicago when oh, in yeah. reality it's in Manchester? I don't, I think because it's like the American version, they want um, to make it more American. But the thing that doesn't add up with that is that they'll also show cutscenes of like other American cities. So they'll show, they showed like Milwaukee, Seattle. Like, so they, they, they need to like pick, just pick Chicago and stick with it at least, you know? And how was the quarantine process? Like, do you have oh. someone in a hotel room with you? Do you stay in a hotel? So, I. No? I, so I think I was in like an Airbnb. Uh, I'm not sure. Obviously, they booked it all for me, and I just showed up. Yeah. Uh, the quarantine process. Oh, cool. Well, the quarantine process was horrible. Um, like that was definitely the worst part of the whole experience. Really? Uh, it was two weeks where I was just alone, uh, with not a lot of like technology. Just very bored. Basically, I was extremely bored. I slept a lot. I watched Netflix. Uh, and that was about it. And then once we got out of quarantine, then we had a chaperone that came and joined us. So then they gave us like our phone back, stuff like that. And we could walk around a little bit. Like we could walk around the city outside. Uh, and then we obviously we had company with our chaperone. So that was a little bit, that was definitely nicer. Uh, and then we would be, you'd be in that until, um, until you go into the game. Now, how do you keep in touch with your friends and family during the whole process? You can't. So 
during the quarantine, be, be, during the pregame portion, like quarantine time with your chaperone, uh-huh. you know, they give you like a, a like a a phone. They give you like a specific phone with like parental controls on it, so you can't go on like certain things on the internet. But you can you that you can have like WhatsApp, which is like the big British messaging thing. So I what I did is like I wrote down like my friend and family's numbers beforehand and told them like to go get WhatsApp so that when I was there I could message them on WhatsApp. Wow, no internet access, only Netflix. I, we could like I could go on like YouTube, I could Google things, but I couldn't go on like I couldn't go on social media, I couldn't go on TikTok, I couldn't go on. Like Tinder was a big one because they didn't want us like looking for other players nearby on Tinder. Oh, smart! They thought of everything. Yeah, well, I even brought my, I brought my Xbox because I was hoping to play Xbox during quarantine. Uh huh. And they took it because they were like, "Oh, theoretically, you could go on like Tinder on your Xbox." And I was like, "I don't, I don't even know how to do that, but I just want to play. I just want to play Call of Duty." But yeah. What about Kindle? I guess that's also an electronic device. I'm not sure. I I didn't I didn't like I've never used the Kindle, so I, I don't I didn't really ask about that. What about when you were filming? Do you also have access to internet no. like Netflix and YouTube and Google? No, right? By no, that time, no. by you that point, once you're once you're in the circle, you don't have any like technology at all. Like you don't have your you don't have any phone. Um, you you don't have like a TV. Uh. Like, now and again, they'd let me watch TV. Like, they could put it on the screen, like, before I'd go to bed. Um, but other than that, like, they have to approve everything. So I couldn't just, like, watch TV whenever I wanted. Wow. Yeah, because they didn't want you to, like, watch TV. Even during the downtime during the day, they didn't want you to watch TV because then, like, you're, you're just sitting still. Like, they want you to move around and, like, get funny clips. So what is the filming routine? Like, you wake up, and then what happens? So usually you'd wake up um get yourself ready for the day and then usually there would be something in the morning pretty quickly so like a conversation or like whatever or like goodbye messages or, or anything like that uh and then there'd be some downtime and then you have something else and then there's more downtime and then you have something else so you probably have about three or four different things every day with a couple of hours of downtime in between each of them I'm so glad I remember to ask this question I, I I'm so glad I remember this I don't believe that the circle is voice activated. So what's the secret behind it? I can't figure it out. I can't talk about it. There's a, there's a few things that, there's a few circle secrets that we're not allowed to talk about. Wow, way. they actually have you sign an NDA and tell you not to spill the secrets? Yeah, yeah. So there's some secrets I can spill. Some of them are kind of like a gray area, but that's one thing I've been told not to talk about. Uh, the circle technology is, is too powerful to, to talk. I mean, whatever you, you know, whatever you think might be true, but I'm not allowed to confirm anything. I'm going to jump in on Reddit and type it. Yeah, I think you could probably find it on the internet somewhere. All right, I'm going to do that. <laughs> now, you, now you get me all intrigued. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, anyway, next question is, what is your favorite memory of the show? If you can remember. Honestly, I think that... You know, all of the, just in general, all of like uh -huh. the parties that we'd have were a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. But I think the, the, the thing that I get like the most joy from when I watch back is when I get the second chance with Lisa. I just, I, like when I meet Lisa, I think it's so, so entertaining. Uh, and then I just have a lot of fun. Like we, she and I had a lot of fun playing together. 
So I just have fond memories of, of watching that back. Um, and I honestly think like my personality probably came out more when I had someone else to hang out with. Like naturally, that probably is the case for a lot of people. So I just was like, had a, had a good vibe when I was with Lisa. So me, like the, the moment when I, cause that whole middle part of the game was pretty tough for me to watch. Cause like the whole makeup thing was difficult. <laughs> Yeah, and then I and then I was like crying. I was like, "Oh my god!" So then to finish that episode off uh, with the second chance with Lisa was was definitely nice. Oh yeah, when you and Lisa played together, were you also living together? Were there two bedrooms in the apartment? Yeah, yeah, it was a two bedroom apartment. Wow! So you actually lived together and share a bathroom, a two bedroom, two bath. No, no, we shared a bathroom. Yeah. Oh my god! How was that like? It was fun. Like really. um, yeah, yeah, no, we were we were chill, and um, what what also happens is some the producers will sometimes let you get fresh air, so mm. they they'll ask you if you want to go get fresh air, which you can do like on the roof or like in another room. Uh, so sometimes like if one of us would go to fre- get fresh air, and then the other one could use the bathroom in peace and and stuff like that. But no, we we had fun. We weren't together for like too long. I think it was like four or five days. Um, so, you know, we got, especially after being alone in the circle and being alone in quarantine, I think we both appreciated having some company, uh, during the game. Do you have any privacy at all when you go for a shower or they actually film you naked? So when you go to the bath, there's a camera in the bathroom, but when you go to the bathroom, you'll say like, Hey, I'm going to use the toilet or I'm going to take a shower and they'll turn the camera into the wall so that it won't film anything. Uh, and then... I just like I would just like take my mic off and leave it outside of the bathroom so that it wasn't like picking up like the sound of me going to the bathroom because that would be kind of awkward. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I always felt comfortable in the bathroom. Uh, I've heard stories of people accidentally getting like the camera turned around, but I was I was chilling. I was fine. Who's the person that accidentally got the camera turned around? <sighs> I, I don't even I don't even remember I just I think it happened I think it's happened on like a, most I don't know it's, I, I didn't have it happen to me I guess they uh, forgot to tell the camera to yeah that around. also happened I think that also happens where you'll go into the bathroom and you'll like forget for a second and then you'll like start to you know undress and and then you'll remember that definitely happened to me once or twice are you constantly aware that there's a camera there or do you forget forgot forget uh that's a good question like, I guess kind of in the middle, like I obviously know that there's cameras around and you'll see them like moving as you, as you go around the, the room and everything. Um, but in, so you're like aware that they're there, but I, I think I still was able to act kind of normally. Now for, for the sake of TV, I was definitely always trying to like ham it up for the camera a little bit. Oh, so, right. Like if you're at home at your apartment and there's no cameras on, like, you might, <laughs> you might just go sit on the couch and like be silent. But when you're in the circle and there's cameras on you, you know, you have to like be very talkative, uh, narrate whatever you're doing. So during our downtime, I might be like doing a puzzle and just like talking to myself while I'm doing it just to like try to give them uh, more content. Who cooks your food in the show? What are the arrangements for groceries like? Yeah. So, uh, you can give them a grocery list pretty much whenever you want. Oh, uh, cool. Sometimes you'll give them a full list. Sometimes I might just be like, hey, do you guys have like chips and guac I could have? And they'll bring it to you. Because some things they have like in a storage room, like a set like milk, eggs, flour, they'll just have in the building. 
Sometimes they'll have to run to the grocery store if you want like more specific things. Uh, and then they'll bring it to you and then you have to cook everything yourself. So I was not a very good cook. Uh, so, <laughs> so I basically ate like the same four meals, like the whole month that I was there. I had like frozen pizzas, steak, um, bacon, egg and cheese sandwiches, and then like chicken wings. And that was like all I ate. Um, so definitely got a little bit sick of that eventually, but it was, it was all right. Apart from Mitch, who do you stay in touch with from the circle? Yeah. So yeah, like you said, obviously Mitch, I'm staying with him right now. Yeah. Uh, Savannah, Courtney and I definitely uh, a trio. We love to hang out. Lisa and I stay in touch. I, I've seen her recently. I think I'm seeing her. I think we're doing a dinner tonight, actually. So a few of us, Lisa, Courtney, um, Mitchell, some of the season three people, we're all going to dinner tonight, which will be a lot of fun. Um, I stay in touch with basically everyone. Lee, I stay in touch with. I help him with like some of his social media stuff. Um, basically, I stay. So I'm basically staying in touch with everyone from my season. Uh Bryant, aka Ecar, I don't really stay in touch with him, but we're not we're we're on fine terms. I he just is not very involved in the circle community. Um, but yeah. if I saw him, it would be very friendly. Like I'd love to see Brian. I haven't I haven't seen him since the show. The only person I'm not really in touch with is Tara Alicia. Um, but I, I don't not many, I don't think many people are really in touch with her. Uh, but she's doing her thing. I don't want to I don't want to rag on her in any way. But she she's just there's kind of some separation there. And then beyond my season, I'm, I'm actually pretty close with some of the people from the other season. So really, um, yeah, I'm very big on the circle family. Like this is a shared experience that only a small group of people have had. Like we need yeah. to look out for each other. And there's a bunch of great people. So season one. Uh, I'm close with Joey, Miranda, Shubham, Sammy. Uh, are they all in LA? So Sammy, Joey, Miranda are in LA. Uh, oh. Shubham's in like the Bay Area, but he's come down a few times over the summer. So I've seen him like two or three separate times. He actually stayed with me for about a week as well this summer. Nice. So I got the full Shubham experience. Uh, and then, I mean, through Mitchell, I'm, I'm cool with Tammy from season one. Uh, Chris Sapphire, uh, I've met a few times. And then whenever I meet, you know, I met Alana and Antonio recently as well. So whenever I meet someone, even if it's the first time, I immediately just like have a good connection with them just from the show. And then now we have our season three folks. So I've been working on connecting this, the season three. So I spent time with Rachel, AKA Jackson. Um, uh, I've met, well, there's, there's someone that's coming in later that has not been announced yet that I've hung out with a few times. So I won't spoil anything there. Uh, I've met a few of the other people once or twice. Uh, I've talked with pretty much all of them through social media. Looking forward to meeting more of them. Tonight, I'm going to be meeting a few of them. Like I know Calvin's going to be at dinner. I believe that Kay may be at dinner. Who's organizing all these dinners? I don't know, man. So I think Calvin just got to town, so I think he wanted to do something. So basically, whenever someone's in town, there's a dinner. We all hang out. Um, yeah, I don't I just got message last night from Courtney saying, "Hey, we're doing dinner tomorrow." I said, "You know, I'm in." So yeah, I'm not. I, I'm very go with the flow. I don't usually like to organize, but I show. I show up. Do you have any uncomfortable moments from your experience in the show? No, I don't think so. I, I mean, it was difficult to watch. Like the, my whole when I like cried and everything wasn't the most fun. I but, thought it was very endearing. 
yeah, that's part of the that was part of the game, and like I opened up, and like for me it was hard to watch, but I know like it was coming from a, it wasn't like bad, you know, it was just sad. So, um, no, I I don't feel like I had any uncomfortable moments. I I really enjoyed my time on the show. So, and I think I conducted myself pretty well. Like obviously, when you go into the show, cameras are always on you. You get worried that you might like say something or do something that's not like that's not good. Uh, or like slip up or just or even just be like awkward or uncomfortable like you never know how you're going to be when you're on camera 24 7 but i was happy with how it all sh uh, shook out what was the most difficult part of catfishing by the way spoiler alert jack plays a girl catfish on the show yep. and it's hilarious watching him trying to get in the mindset of a cheerleader yeah um so catfishing is definitely uh, it's, it's a tough task. I think it, it, it definitely varies from catfish to catfish, right? Like, uh, for me playing a girl was a complete switch up of like how I had to, how I had to talk, how I had to interact with people, how I had to think. Uh, whereas someone like Lee, who's playing river, he's sort of playing a younger version of himself. Like that, he said it was supposed to be like a character. And then he said by the end that it was just him kind of being the young version of himself. Um, which in a sense is probably a little bit easier because you're just like harking back to who you are. But that's that's better for gameplay to have a manageable catfish. For me, I, my catfish choice wasn't really about gameplay. It was more about, you know, what's going to give me the best chance to just get on the show and then I'll take it from there. So I never thought that being a, a sorority girl was going to give me the best shot to win, but I gotcha. did give me the best shot to get on the show. So that's why I picked that tactic. Um, now... I think I was doing all right with it uh -huh. strategically and from just like a catfish point. Like when I was playing Emily, I always, th I thought I was doing pretty solid with like my conversations uh -huh. and I really kind of got into character where I wasn't overthinking it too much. I kind of just had my style and I'd go with it. But obviously once it came to like the, the makeup stuff, <laughs> that's where it all kind of went, uh, went south. And then another moment that I'll point to is that um, when I blocked Savannah, uh, I had like kind of lied to her earlier that day that like, you know, I'll have your back. We're, we're, we're girls, whatever. Um, and that when she got, when she got blocked and visited Courtney, I didn't, wasn't, I didn't realize that she could kind of expose me like that. Cause in the, in the show, she tells Courtney, like, you can't trust Emily. She's a liar. That didn't happen in season one. So I was thinking like, once someone's blocked, they can't spill tea about the game. Yeah, so I didn't that. realize that like Courtney had a bad taste in his mouth about me. So I was I honestly like felt pretty good about Courtney. Um, but little did I know, like he became the Joker and then he, yeah. and then he frames me and then Terralisha like buys, buys that I'm the, I'm the Joker. And then like that was all going on behind the scenes and I had no idea. Is Emily a real person? You know, who's the girl in the picture? Yeah, no, she, she goes to my school and, uh, and we're pretty good friends. Oh, okay. Yes. No, so I've known her through all of college. Do you think the producer purposely screwed you over with the mannequin challenge? I, I don't, no, like. I suspect, I, I have suspicion. Like, well, so obviously they knew what they were doing with that challenge, right? But the way I look at this, like, it's a show, it's an entertainment show. So, like, was it the most fair thing? Probably not, but I have no ill will towards the producers because that challenge was 
one of the highlights of the season. Yeah. Um, and I got a second chance. So I'm happy with how it all worked out. Of course, with all their challenges, they have something in mind that they like how it might work out. And they knew that having me in the game with the mannequin challenge, um, it would it would probably hurt my game. Now, could I have done better with it? I'm sure I could have. I could have prepared. Now, when it, came, when it comes to like naming five makeup brands, I totally could have come in with notes and been more prepared and done a good job at that. With the mannequin, I never expected to have to actually like do makeup. It was like, so funny. Yeah, I never I'm thought sorry I'd have to, to laugh at you, but it was no, no, hilarious because you were painting. Oh, you were I know. applying the foundation as paint. Yeah, so no, that I never expected to have to like physically do makeup in the game, like on on the mannequin, but I obviously could have brushed up on my skills a little bit more. Um, but no, it was hilarious, and that's why, like, as as I was like so upset about it, I was also like, when I watch this back, it's gonna be so funny to watch. It's gonna be great TV. So I was kind of like, yeah, I'm really sad because I think I just lost a hundred thousand dollars. But it's pretty funny, and it's, it's going to be good TV, so it's all good. Would you have played the circle differently? Um, once I'm going to get a little sip of water, but yeah, no worries. So, would I have played the circle differently? Honestly, is are there things I could have done different? Definitely, but it's hard to pinpoint those. So, generally, I would say no. Like, I'm I'm someone who doesn't really regret a lot of things. Like I'm very happy with where I am in life. I'm happy with how the circle worked out for me. So I wouldn't, you know, it, you can always go like, what if this, like, what if I could have, could have, should have, would have done this. Uh, but who knows how it would have worked out. Like, could I, I'm not saying like, I absolutely could have played better. It's just hard to pinpoint like what times I would have done things differently. Um, and I'm someone, I think I feel very good about like my strategic abilities. Like, in general. So I always feel like in a given situation, I take all the info that I have and I can make a good decision. So like in the game, you don't have all the information, but with what I knew, I thought I made pretty good decisions. So I did the best that I could. So I, I, I of course I could have done things better, but I don't really know exactly what those would be. So no, I wouldn't have done it. Too, I guess in the, in a greater sense, uh-huh. You, you you're kind of asking like what I like could have, like would I have played myself or would I have played like a different catfish? That would definitely be interesting to to explore. Um, I had a lot of fun playing Emily. I'm sure I would have had fun playing other catfishes, and I definitely would have had a good time just being myself. But like I said, picking Emily was kind of like it wasn't like is this going to give me the best chance to win? It was more what's going to get me on the show, and obviously that worked. So I I would definitely do it again. Do you get recognized a lot? Uh, a decent amount, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it kind of depends like where I am, of course. Uh, like walking around on the street, I don't really get recognized, but if I'm at like a bar or something where a lot, a lot of the audience for the circle is like college, like young, like young women. Uh, and of course at a bar, there's a lot of young women. So that typically like is where I'll get recognized. Um, but yeah, when I go out, I, I often get recognized, but of course, if I'm just like having a chill day at home, I'm not going to get recognized because I'm not going out. So it just depends what I'm doing and where I'm at. But I definitely get recognized like more probably than I expected. How do you stay grounded with all this attention that you are now receiving? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, Especially now the circle season three is yeah, on here. I think People I... watching the old ones. 
True, true. I think I... It's hard. I just... So, I think even before the show came out, and what people ask me is, like, how does life change from the circle? Yeah. Like, like, did it change? Like, absolutely. Like, I'm living in L.A. right now. Uh, I have so many amazing opportunities that I wouldn't have had before. Like, um, what are the opportunities that you had since... Just, like, been- people I'm connecting with. Like, if you asked me a year ago, did I think I was going to be, like, hanging out with Joey Sasso, the winner of season one, like, all the time? I'd say no. Like, that, that seems crazy to me. Uh, but now I'm just hanging out with these lovely, like, amazing people... Uh, doing awesome things, just like going out, having fun, exploring LA. Um, so in that sense, like life, and then like getting recognized, stuff like that. In that sense, LA is definitely, or life has definitely changed from the circle. But in terms of staying grounded, um, you're, st- I'm still like who, the same person I was. I, I'm, I'm maturing more, and I'm changing. Like I'm always changing, but I'm still at the core. I feel like the same person, uh, and I'm, I'm doing my same like daily routines. I have my same interests in, in like leisurely activities so day to day like it looks pretty life looks pretty similar so i'm still kind of doing my thing trying to stay grounded of course like the circle made life crazy and hectic and amazing and exciting so in that sense maybe i'm not that grounded but um I, like staying humble and modest of course and, and staying true to like the people that I'm, I'm close with is is like staying grounded for me and then of course life going off the, the off the rails sometimes and being crazy and fun and exciting, I guess isn't necessarily being grounded, but that's what life's all about. And that's, that's been a lot of fun. What kind of opportunities have you gotten so far? So, um, I've done, I did another show. It's a smaller show. Uh-huh. But I can't, called? I can't talk. Well, not yet. It's not no. out yet. It's not out yet. So. Oh, it's so exciting. Is it, where is, where can we find it though? I, I don't think I could say anything. Oh, um, not yet? Okay. No. I don't even know if I'm supposed to say that I No didn't. worries. It's so exciting. Oh, yeah. so Go that, ahead. I think it'll be out, like, early next year. So that'll be fun. Um, other than that, just, like, making a lot of – I'm hoping I could do other shows as well. So hopefully down the line more shows come come to – And Netflix you want seems to very, handle? <laughs> uh, I don't know. So Netflix seems very uh, keen on keeping their reality people – in the family. So I'm hoping I can do more, have more opportunities with Netflix. Definitely. Um, as far as other opportunity opportunities go, like, like I said, I think it's just a lot of, um, especially LA is a place of like who, you know, so I've been able to meet a lot of great people, um, call a lot of awesome people, my friends, like a lot of the other circle uh, cast. And so through that will come cool opportunities, like different events that we go to, or just going out to the club and having a fun time as a group or going to nice dinners, or meeting people through them that I wouldn't have met otherwise, or meeting people in the industry that hopefully long-term I can work with uh, either as talent or in the management side. Because like I said, I want to go into management eventually, and knowing these people that I've met is definitely going to be helpful with that. Okay, I'm so sorry to pull you into this drama, but for our audience sake... No, I love... I, I love a little drama sometimes, so I'm, I don't mind. Can you please recap why there is a beef between Tara Alicia and Savannah? Yeah, and honestly... We know, but we want to hear it from you. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I, I, can, I can recap. Um, so, in, so it all starts in the show, obviously. Um, and the, re- the reason I was Team Savannah is because 
you know, whether you think, whether the audience thinks that Savannah or Terralisha was in the right with the whole, like, girl gang situation yeah. and all that, that's debatable, right? right? Like, I think, I think Savannah had logic that wasn't really shown that makes sense. But for Terralisha, you know, Savannah just says she's all for the girl gang and that doesn't save a girl. I understand why Terralisha was hesitant about that. And then they're influencers together and... um I feel like Terralisha thinks that Savannah kind of pressed her into his block blocking Bryant. Um, whatever, like that, that's fine. They, they, they can disagree on that. And, you know, as the audience, you could pick, you know, you could say, Hey, Savannah was right. So, like she was playing strategically or, you know, Terralisha was right. Like Savannah wasn't being hundred percent loyal. That's fine. You could pick either side of that argument, but where I think the problem emerged was after Bryant got blocked um, in the circle chat the next morning, Terralisha was like, hey, this wasn't my choice. And so, and when you do that as an influencer, you're kind of throwing the other influencer under the bus. So Terralisha, in, 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 when I was in the circle, I noticed this too. When, when Terralisha said that, I was like, I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Like that's, that she's throwing Savannah under the bus. So then Terralisha throws Savannah under the bus and now it's a public thing. So then everybody's going to weigh in. The whole circle's got their eyes fixated on this, this, this drama. And so, and then, as, as you see, the next round, Savannah and Terralisha go to the bottom. Yeah. So where that all started, I think, was Terralisha making this a public thing. Whereas, even if Terralisha was right about the whole situation, I think what she should have done is go to Savannah and be like, hey, let's clear this up. Like, let's figure this out. Like, why did you do that? Rather than just being like, like, Savannah screwed this Brian over. So to me, that's where the drama started. I, as a player, honestly wanted to keep both of them in. So when I was influencer in the next round, I didn't want to block either of them because I knew that they would both have big targets on their back. Ah. So for me, I was like, hey, let me block a threat and then leave those two in the game and their drama is going to continue going and then someone's going to squash it later on and that's more, that's more time that I'll be safe. But when I was influencer, Chloe was very steadfast about keeping Trevor, River, and Courtney safe. And so those were the only two options. So I went with Savannah. Uh, yeah, so Chloe basically told me that I could pick between Savannah and Terralisha. And even though from a logical standpoint, I uh -huh. thought Savannah was in the right, uh -huh. I thought, hey, I thought I'm closer to Terralisha from my time in this game. And I think Terralisha is a little bit more, she stirs the drama more. So I think keeping Terralisha in, she's going to be a bigger target. And I thought she would probably go home the next round and be a shield for me. And that's exactly what happened. Whereas Savannah, I thought, was more level-headed. So if I got Terralisha out, I thought Savannah would be able to recover very well. And then that could leave me on the chopping block. Um, so that's, like, the drama in the game. And then there's so much that has happened. Yeah, did it continue after? Did you guys have a viewing party? How was it like? Was it awkward? So I was, I have never, I haven't seen Terralisha since the show. Um, oh, wow. There She's was a finale the party. There was a finale party where Savannah and Terralisha were both there. I hear it was awkward. Um, but yeah, it continued after the show because for me, mm. in the show, you can argue, you could cut each other's throats. And then once the game's over, you're just like, hey, like, it's all done. Like, let's, let's hug each other, shake each other's hand. And, and be friends. Like, that's, to me, how strategic games should be should be played. They should go. Um, but I think because of that beef that Savannah and Terralisha had, they both kind of took it personal. 
I think Terry Alicia more so than Savannah. And Terry Alicia kind of just blamed Savannah for her losing the game and just wasn't willing to make amends. And so, so Terry Alicia held a lot of um, uh, anger or whatever, toward hostility towards Savannah. Mm. And then through that, that kind of stemmed to other people because nobody really wanted to pick a side per se. Like yeah. for, a long time, for a while, I talked to Savannah and I talked to Terralisha and I had a good relationship with both of them. But then that, that hostility kind of spread to Savannah's right-hand man, Courtney. Uh, yeah. And Alicia was um, weighing in on some negative things about Courtney. And that's kind of when I started to distance myself from, from Terralisha because I was like, Hey, like Courtney's my friend, like, Whatever you think, like if you don't want to talk to people, that's fine. But you shouldn't be on Twitter like liking comments that say bad things about our castmates. Like that's that's unacceptable. So that's when I started to distance myself. And yeah, it's just kind of gone from there. And I think everyone's kind of had some sort of sour taste in their mouth at some point or another. I don't want to speak for everybody, but that's kind of where it's gone. And at this point, I. Uh, honestly, I don't try to pay it much mind. It just It's just bad vibes. So I just stick with the, the people I'm cool with. What about your relationship status? What's your status? Wait, sorry. I lost you for a second. You said what's my relationship What's your status? relationship status? Are you single or taken? Uh, I'm single. Um, I... I've had something in the works in LA, but I'm leaving LA in a week. So, you know, I, 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 ha I kind of have to be single right now because I can't start dating in LA when I'm going back to Chicago. So I'm, I'm, I'm single. But single. You get girls more easily now because you were on TV? Uh, I like to think that it's just my, my wit and my charm, but <laughs> I guess being on TV doesn't hurt. So I, I guess so. What about um, Chloe and Mitch? What happened between them? She's allowed. Um, yeah, so you know, it's not my situation to say too much on, but from my perspective, a lot of people ask me like, was it was it fake? I don't I don't think no. it was fake. I think that they had a genuine interest in, in a little spark um, after the show, and you know, obviously Chloe was in England for the, a long time. So they would, they would FaceTime, they would chat, they'd keep up uh, and flirt and whatever. Uh, just, just to like keep that spark alive until Chloe was ultimately able to come visit. And then I think when Chloe visited, they had a lot of, like they had a great time with each other's company initially. And then I think they sort of realized like, Hey, we're not in the same place in life. Like we don't really have the same priorities. Um, it's just not, it's just the connection just isn't going to work out, especially when Chloe's, I was spending a lot of time in England. So yeah, I think they were, there was authentic interest for both of them. And unfortunately it didn't work out, but you know, it's better to, in my opinion, it's better for them to, to come to that understanding very quickly and be friends, which they are than to try to force something for the sake of like entertainment when it's not going to work out. Yeah. Was the finale the first time you, 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 you meet everyone else? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy meeting everybody. The reactions, the reactions, the reactions of everyone at the end of the show, when the person who gets blocked is able to visit uh, one really? of the players is so genuine. Was, how was the, what was the trick to get those shots? 
Do you have someone knock really knocking at your door? Because everyone have that reaction. Like, oh, 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 like that one, yeah. Oh, so I don't know if I could talk too much about this, but for me personally, having watched season one, I remember how funny it was to me when someone would be like, like freaking out. Yeah. And so I honestly like because I never got visited. So when I would be waiting, I would honestly just play it up for the camera. And like, I was like, Hey, like, let's have fun with this. Like, let's get some funny shots. There was that one shot of me, like peeking out from behind my bed that I was in that initial trailer where I like slide out from this. Like I was like lying down behind my bed and I just like, and, and look. So I just like, was hamming it up. Um, but yeah, I never got visited and I guess I never really visited anybody because when I went to visit someone, it was, it was Lisa yeah um, but yeah well, did you feel depressed or empty or lonely because you literally have no interaction with anyone during quarantine or when you were filming in the apartment yeah so cor during quarantine i definitely i guess you could say like depressed not not depressed because i wasn't like emotionally like feeling bad i was like excited for the game but it was just like two weeks of being like very lonely and like kind of like I, it was kind of miserable. Like, but I knew like it was going to work. It was going to pay off. You know what I mean? Like I knew it was for, for, for something really good. Got so it. I was excited, but it, it just like sucked. Like I wasn't like my sleep schedule was super messed up. Um, so I guess like you could say it, it was, it, it was kind of like going through sort of depression, but I wasn't depressed about like anything in particular. I was just like alone and like, not happy um and then during the game honestly wasn't too bad uh i kind of got used to it and the nice thing about the game is like i said like sometimes like at least once a day they bring you to get fresh air uh and a producer will accompany you and, and you could sit and talk to a producer and kind of just like like vent and have a conversation uh and just shoot the shit and talk about whatever uh and that was really like much needed um, being with Lisa was super nice because we could talk to each other. Um, and then, yeah, so it wasn't e – the quarantine was hard. During the game, it wasn't easy necessarily, but they definitely, like, worked to help you um, keep your mood up and be happy. Because they want you to be happy, obviously, during the game. Because if you're all, like, sad and upset the whole time, like, no one wants to watch that. Yeah. How long was filming the entire show, including the finale? Two weeks. Two That's weeks. it? Yeah, so basically every episode is, is like its own day, essentially. Every episode is what? I'm sorry? Every, each episode is kind of like one day in the circle. Oh. Yeah, so it's only two weeks. I, I, I think, I don't, season one may have been longer. Um, I think season three was also two weeks. Because... Yeah, the finale is like the same day as the final ratings, I think. Like we in that that morning we like did our ratings. Uh-huh. And then we had like a little bit of downtime. Uh they When you say downtime, what does that mean? Just like time where you're in the circle but there's not anything going on in the game. Okay, but you're still filming. The cameras Yeah, the cameras on. are always filming, but like what you're watching on TV is like the chats in the games. What you're not seeing a whole lot of is like Lisa and I sitting there and just like talking about. Oh. So that's the or like the down downtime where like I'm just sitting and reading a book. 
Ah, so that's downtime. Okay. Um, so yeah, we did like the, the last day, like we did our ratings. We hung out for a little bit, picked out our finale outfits, got them approved. Uh, they let us order. Why they have to approve your outfits for the finale? Yeah. It's I mean, so Hollywood. I, yeah, I don't think anyone like got wasn't approved. But uh, they don't want like every girl wearing like a red dress or like every guy. They, like, they don't want you to wear like the same stuff. Um, so then they, that day they actually let us order some food. Um, so they, we, we had like Nando's chicken for lunch. And then they got us ready for the finale. And then they took us over to the finale. And that was recorded that night. So. What? Oh, go ahead. It, it, yeah, it moved fast. So, it was, yeah, it was only two weeks. So, there was a lot of stuff going on in that, that two weeks. Do they provide any mental health at all? They do. They do. So, oh, yeah, they do a good job. Um, there is, there, there's a, they have a, uh, a therapist or, yeah, a mental health professional therapist, whatever you want to call it, mm. um, that they, you, they, you speak with them before the game during quarantine. So, I talked to her probably two or three times before the game. Um, they have someone that during the game, if you ever need, they're always available. Uh, they, they did a check-in with us after the finale, like the, the day after the finale. And then they did a check-in with us, like when we were back home and like every couple of months, they'll check in with us. Um, and then also the nice thing is if I ever needed to talk to someone, they, I, they can set that up like the next day. So if I texted someone right now, like, Hey, I'm feeling really anxious. Like something happened, this or that, um, or even if something happened, like, I think unrelated to the circle, like, I could just ask them to set up a meeting, and they'll set it up. So they do a really good job with the mental health stuff. What would you change with the format of the show? I told you I got lots yeah. of questions for you. No, no, this is actually a good question. So I have a few things that jump to mind. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, I, I've, I have things I've thought about before that I would recommend. So... One thing, and I don't know necessarily how you would change this, but I think that the finale format is pretty weird. Like the, the final, like the way to determine a winner, right? Because theoretically, like the most popular person should win if that's like what the game is all about. But with the, with the final ratings, like some people are rating honestly, some people are rating strategically and they're putting the least popular person at the top. So a lot of times it's kind of just someone who's in the middle that wins. Um, and I think Joey and Delisa were great winners, but I definitely think there's circumstances where there could be just someone kind of random that, that wins. Uh, and it's kind of counterproductive to the, to the point of the show. So I don't know exactly how they would fix that, but I think theoretically you want more honest ratings at the final ratings. Um, and then another, a more concrete idea I have is, so a lot of Netflix reality shows, they kind of, uh, act against like the point of the show right like two out to like two out to handle for example they they oh. want them to hook up like that that is the point of the show and yeah. the people that don't hit hook up end up like going home because they're boring and so <laughs> so that's like a, that's like a prime example but with the circle a lot of it is about like finding catfish but if you look at the actual like strategy of gameplay it doesn't matter who's a catfish and who's not so it's kind of this like random like right, like it doesn't. It really doesn't matter. It, it, getting a catfish out doesn't give you any benefit, um, or being real doesn't give you any advantage, really. Um, so to me, it's like, how do you make it so that finding catfish actually helps you, and how do you make it so that there's an incentive to be a catfish to overcome that 
um, advantage or that disadvantage of people wanting to get the catfish out. Yeah. So an idea that I had that I kind of with, with Lee and I kind of uh, came to this idea together um, is to introduce like bounties on catfish. So, ah. so basically, I don't. I, obviously, there'd have to be more uh, smoothing out of the. But generally, the idea would be like, if you're a catfish, you have a ten thousand dollar bounty on your head, um, and if if a if the other players get a catfish out, then that ten thousand dollars is added to the final prize pot. So instead of say two catfish go home before the finale, their ten thousand dollar bounties would be added to the hundred thousand dollars. So now the new prize would be $120,000. Gotcha. But obviously now people would want to get the catfish out a lot more because it adds to the grand prize. So then it's like, why would you be a catfish? Then to me, if a catfish with the bounty on their head makes it to the finals, they get to keep their $10,000 bounty. So that's like an idea that we had to make it more important to get catfish out because it really doesn't – now it works in the show because people kind of go for the catfish anyways. But it, honestly, like from a strategic standpoint, it doesn't matter who's a catfish. I agree. So th that would give it like an actual reason. Do you agree with how you are portrayed in the show? Uh, overall, yeah. I mean, I think it's like a fraction of who I am. Like, right? Like what you see in the show is not everything about me. But I think it's, it's a – and of course, given the time of the show – you can't show a hundred percent of me. That's so difficult. So I think with the, with the amount of screen time I had that it was like a portion of me that was pretty accurate. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think it was a pretty good portrayal of me. I think, I, I think anyone, I think, I think pretty much everyone from the show from any reality TV show is more complex than they, than, than they appear to be on screen. Because naturally, as humans, we have so many different layers that can't be shown just on TV. Um, but I think they do a pretty good job of portraying everyone. Um, they're giving a, a two-dimensional portrayal of everyone from the show. At least for my season, I feel like that was true. When they announced the winner and you found out it wasn't you, how did you process your emotions after? So... Well, obviously, so with the finale, they, re they reveal the rankings in reverse. So Lisa and I got fifth place. So we before the winner, we knew that we were fifth place. Um, so definitely was, I was definitely bummed, but here's, here's kind of the process of my thoughts. When I got it, when I, at the makeup challenge, after the makeup challenge, I pretty much felt like I had lost the game. I was really upset. I cried. Uh, and then I go get, and then I'm, when I got blocked, I wasn't surprised. So then I was like, okay, like that sucks, but like, I'm not surprised. Um, and then I go and meet Lisa and I get a second chance and I was like, wow, this is amazing. I have a second chance. I thought I was done. So now anything, I, anything more I get out of this experience is only positive. I could have been blocked. Well, I guess I couldn't have been blocked the next round because we were, we had a round of safety as the new player. But if we had gone home before the finale, it would have been like, hey, at least we got this extra time in the game together. This is awesome. So to me, anything was a plus. So when we when we lost, we weren't that devastated. But my thought process was at the final ratings, I yeah. actually thought we did have a chance because the way I looked at it, and I looked at it like this as Emily and John because I wanted to get to the end with that group. So as Emily, my ideal final five was the five that I ended up with. 
I just would have been Emily instead of John because the way I looked at it was that um, it was my it was myself, and then there was two duos on both sides of me. There was River and Courtney, and there was Chloe and Trevor. And from what I thought would generally happen was that River and Courtney would rate each other number one, and Chloe and Trevor would rate each other number one. And then those duos would realize that the other duo is rating each other number one. So I thought that they would all think like, hey, we need to put the other duo at the bottom of our ratings. So say Trevor and Chloe would put River and Courtney at three and four, and River and Courtney would put Trevor and Chloe at three and four. Now that leaves the number two spot completely open. And I thought, okay, maybe everyone's going to put Emily or John at the number two spot because they're like, hey, he doesn't have a number one person. He's probably not a threat to win. And had everybody put John at the number two spot, <laughs> give, or, give or take, we would have won. So I was like, obviously a lot of things have to go our way for this to work out. But generally speaking, I didn't think it was impossible if everyone's being kind of strategic with their ratings. So when we're doing our final ratings, I was like, Lisa, like we might have a chance at this. Like th this could work out. But then at the final dinner, once we got to the final, like the dinner, the round table, we weren't allowed to talk about our ratings at all. Wow. Um, but I just got a vibe from everybody that they did not put us very high. Like everyone was like, every because we John was like the newcomer, so everyone else had these bonds, and they were like River, Courtney, and Chloe especially were super close. The Kardashians were a trio, yeah. And I didn't realize how close they were, um, but they were like, "Oh my god!" Like I loved you so much. Like I had, to, they were like, I had to be like honest with, like I had to just go with my gut with the final ratings. Like I wasn't super strategic. So when I started hearing that, I was like, okay, like we probably did not win. Like I don't, I, I, I remember telling Lisa as we were walking from the final, like the dinner to yeah. the finale, I was like, Lisa, she turned to me. I think she turned to me and was like, she's like, I think we have a chance of this. And I was like, I don't think we have a chance, Lisa. Like I heard what they were saying. Like, I don't think they rated us very highly. So then when we got fifth, I was like, eh, whatever. Like I, I was just glad to be a finalist, to be honest with you. So, so of course, would we have wanted to win? Yes. But like, I kind of, one, we got a second chance, so I was excited. I was just happy with whatever. And then two, I kind of realized slowly that we probably weren't going to win, so I was prepared to, like, not win. When Lisa came on as Lance Bass, did you believe, did you believe that it was Lance Bass? Um, I honestly didn't know who Lance Bass was. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so, so it did not affect you at all? Yeah. I, I didn't realize, like, they, they didn't really show this, but when they showed Lance Bass, like, coming into the game, uh -huh. they also, on the, our screens, I don't think they put this on the, in, the, in the episode, it said Lance Bass. So I was like, okay, they're putting his last name in, like, this must be someone important, but I have no idea who this is. Um, and, like, I didn't even know how to pronounce his name. I thought it was, like, Lance Bass. I, was, I thought he was, like, a DJ. I was like, Lance Oh, Bass, yeah! Um, That's a good guess. Yeah, but I was, like, I was like, damn, I don't know who the hell Lance Bass is. So once I found out, like, who it was, I was, I guess it was, like, why would this? But I, I like, I don't know. The circle always has so many twists. I was kind of like, I don't, like, I don't really know if this is. But here's the thing, too. Like, of course, I'd always guess, like, who the catfish might be. But, again, I was like, it doesn't really matter if Lance is real or not. So I'll just, like, let, like whatever I, I was like i don't really care if they're real or not so i'm not gonna like overanalyze the situation do you remember if there are any instances when something aired and it was not what it seemed um 
Interesting. I mean, of course, like everything had a little bit more behind it, but like I said, like they did a pretty good job of like presenting it at a at a at a palatable level. I would honestly say that maybe the Terry Show and Savannah drama is something that had more than what it seemed because Terry Show was upset that Savannah didn't really like look out for the girls. I guess you would say, but honestly, I. I think Savannah had a lot of logic behind the scenes that was really solid that wasn't shown. So, for instance, um, you know, obviously, you know, like Savannah and Terry were both able to save one player, right? Yes. Um, and so Terry saved me, and Savannah saved Trevor. Um, Savannah's logic for saving Trevor was twofold. One, if she saves Chloe, all the, then it's all girls are safe, and the guys are probably going to be like, hey, like. We need to watch out for this. This is a little bit weird. Um, so she's kind of disguising the alliance. And then two, if she and Terralisha are the influencers and she knows that Terralisha doesn't want Chloe to go home and she knows that she doesn't want Chloe to go home, then it doesn't. she doesn't really need to save Chloe right away. She could save Trevor, make that alliance, and then when, when they go up to the influencer room, neither of them are going to want Chloe to go home. So it's kind of like, you know, like, why, why waste the save? So I thought that was really logical. Now, it was almost, like, too smart in that um, I think people, like, didn't... People weren't aware of that logic. And so they were like, oh, like, Savannah's betraying us. But in reality, like, she was actually being very smart. She just didn't really have a chance to explain herself to the other players, like Terralisha. Um, But I thought that was logical. So the fact that people didn't really see that thinking it was kind of like something that was missing. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How much does it pay to be on reality TV? Um, I don't really know if I could say like, it wasn't that good. Honestly, like, were you shocked? By the, the amount? Um, no, it was fine. Well, so obviously like going there, it was all expenses paid. So I didn't have to spend any money while I was there. Um, and then they paid us like a, a little bit. But of course, the, the, the biggest benefit was like the social media stuff after. So I've made money this summer just from like social media stuff. Uh, and that, that has paid a lot more than just like being on the circle. What do you mean by social media stuff? You mean brand ambassador? Yeah, like brand deals and things like that. Um, do they reach out to you or do you reach out to the brand? It's a little bit of both. Definitely a little bit of both. Um, but yeah, that's, that stuff has been cool. Um, yeah, so the circle doesn't pay a whole. Obviously, if you win, you know you, you make a, you make some money. Uh, but other than that, they don't pay a whole lot. But like the, the benefits have completely been worth it. Like theoretically, people would want to pay to be on the circle just for the benefit. Like Netflix knows that people will want to be on regardless, so they they're not really spending any extra money, like any more than they need to. Did they fly you first class or business class to Manchester? Yeah, I think they just flew me like like a uh, normal class like just coach yeah just coach <laughs> a few uh, more questions yeah what advice would you give for someone who wants to be on tv just in general or on the circle? yeah in general um in general so a, a few things one if you just want to be on tv in general i think like you need to be very comfortable with yourself uh, as a person and be very grounded and also be prepared 
for ups and downs. Like the circle has been primarily like the whole experience has been primarily very positive, but there definitely were a few like negative instances that you have to be prepared for. If you take, if you take criticism too hard, it's going to be hard to be on TV because everyone's getting criticized in one way or another. Um, so just from a personality standpoint, I would say that. And then additionally, in terms of if you want to be on TV, how to get there, I think you need to have, uh, when you're applying for these shows, you need to have a some sort of pitch ready, uh, some sort of way to present yourself. And you need to think about how you're presenting yourself before you shoot that video. Because if you're just at home, and you're like, hey, I want to be on TV. Let me get my camera out and just like say some words about myself. And you don't really come in with an angle. Then there's not. Then you're just going to be like every other everyone else who's sending in their video. You need to have something that's really going to make you stand out, and you also need to be um, much more high energy than you would think you need. To, like you need to you need to be at like 120 percent, if that makes sense. Because when you're like when you're being when you're applying for the show, obviously you you want to have energy. You're going to come with energy, but I think when you come with energy, you feel like you're doing a lot. You're doing the most. Whereas when other people are watching it, it doesn't come across as hardcore as you think it is. So you need to go above and beyond. So like when I'm talking here, when I'm talking my application video, or when I was in the interviews for the circle, I'm like a I'm like an elevated version of myself. Like I'm a little bit more, um, like I'm more energetic. Uh, whereas if I'm hanging out with my friends and I'm talking, I'm more like, I'm like, hey, like what's up, guys? Like I'm just hanging out. Uh, how how are you guys doing? Whereas if I'm in an interview, I'm, I'm like, hey, I'm Jack, I'm 21, I'm from, the, I'm from season two of The Circle, uh, this and that, and you're, and you're just you're bringing that energy. So you have to do that. And then I think a big thing as well, just going into all of my reality casting tips, um, I think juxtaposition plays very well, as in like juxtaposition being putting two things that are sort of opposites together. Um, so say, say you're like a cute college girl, um, if you just present yourself as a cute college girl and you're like, hey, I'm cute and I want to flirt, that's not really a story. But say you're a cute college girl who's a chess grandmaster or like a rocket scientist. Then you're like, hey, like I'm, I come across, I'm super cute, I love to flirt, I'm bubbly, uh, everyone thinks I'm like very impressionable. But what they don't know about me is that I'm actually a, like a chess grandmaster or like a strategic planner or like a, a, a rocket scientist and I have the brains to play strategic cutthroat game that's when the casting people are going to be like wow like this is a story this is a character that we want on screen so like mitchell like mitchell he likes to flirt but he's a virgin yeah exactly or like with me i was like hey i'm like this fun like fun loving guy i'm playing a cute little college girl but i want to be a cutthroat player and and do whatever it takes to win like that is that's a story that's it's a cute girl who will stab people in the back like that, that that's what they want um whereas i think if i just came as myself i don't know if i'd have as much of a story um yeah. so what and now not everyone's going to be a hot college girl who's a chess grandmaster like that's hard to do but for whoever you whoever you are just think of that that story or that juxtaposition that is going to make you stand out what about advice for yourself what is a piece of advice what is a piece of advice you would give to a younger version of yourself for the circle or just in general in general oh i don't know it's hard i mean I, like i'm very happy with where i'm at and so obviously the younger version of myself helped me get here yeah um, 
maybe just like just like be confident in yourself. Um, I think confidence is a very important thing, and I, I think, but there's, it's a very fine line between being confident and being cocky. Uh, and a good quote that I heard that I kind of think about and try to keep in mind is it's about the difference between confidence and cockiness. Um, it's I think it says basically that cockiness is walking into a room and thinking that everybody loves you. Confidence is walking into a room and not caring if they don't. If, like, yeah. Not caring if like a lot of people will love you, but you don't, you don't care about the people that don't because you're comfortable with yourself. Um, so yeah, I just, I just think like my advice to a younger version of myself or anyone who's watching who is who's like an 18 year old kid, which I as I was recently, I'm only 21 now. Who's kind of in this? You come off as much older. Thank you. I get that. I get that a lot, and I I always appreciate it. Um, but yeah, just and another thing is just like surround yourself with the right people. Like you're a product mm. of your environment. This summer in LA has been phenomenal, partly because I've been able to spend time with people that are older than me. How long that. were you in LA? I've been here since May 9th. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah, it's been like four months. Um, so surrounding myself with a, a lot of people from the specifically from the circle that are older that have been through this experience that have been in LA for a long time that have more life experience than I do is I think has helped me mature tremendously. Whereas if I was surrounding myself with 19 year old frat bros all summer, I don't think I would have grown a whole lot because that's something I'm, I'm used to at school, for example. Yeah. What's something you're really passionate about? Passionate about? Um, so really passionate. I'll go like, I don't really passionate. I don't know. I, things I love just in general. I love yeah. Survivor. I love, honestly, reality in general. Like following the circle always gives me just like a bunch of joy. Um, so I love, like Survivor has been a big passion of mine for a long time. I've been, I was applying for Survivor since I was 17 before, wow. the, circle, before the circle even existed. So you, you must have sent in a lot of casting tapes. Yeah, like three or four. Um, and then I love, I love poker. Um, I love playing poker. Uh, I love. I think you would be good at poker. I'm not bad. I'm, I'm not bad. I'm not the best, but I'm not bad. Uh, I love, I really enjoy sports. I love watching football. I love playing basketball. Um, and then beyond that, what I would say like most passionate about is just like, I, I'm a very social person. Like my relationships with my friends and with people are of the utmost importance to me. Nothing makes me happier than just like going out with my friends and having a, a great time with them and having a great time in the sense of like partying, but also having a great time in the sense of like getting to know each other and like having each other's back and having like authentic relationships. So to me, like I, that, that's what a lot of what this summer was about. I wasn't like working a, a, a strict job or anything. I was just going out, hanging out with people, building those connections. And that brings me a lot of joy. Is just my relationship with people. Last question. What is that. your pet peeve and what is your dream job? Okay. So dream job, uh, I'd love to keep doing like talent stuff. So like, if I somehow became like an actor, that would be awesome. But dream job for a long time has been to work in, as like an agent or a manager in like in Hollywood, uh, like talent or sports or music. I think I have the a good duality of experiences to to work with clients and then also work with like the higher ups who are the ones like making the projects happen. Um, that is something I, I'd love to do. Um, and then pet peeves. 
Yeah. I have, I have a few. I have a few. Uh, paper straws. I hate paper straws. Yeah, me too. Even though they're good for the environment, they're so annoying. Um, I don't – generally, I don't like people that are – like dumb people that think they're really smart, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like if you're not the smartest, I don't care. Like it, it happens, but if you're not the smartest and you're like telling me what my political beliefs should be, then it's, it's then it's like, uh, like this is so annoying. Like, please stop. Do you uh, get that in gaming video games? I, I get that. That happens everywhere. But yeah. Um, and then last one, big pet, very random. It's oh. when when I'm on an airplane or something and people like recline their seats on me. If that makes sense. Because I have long legs. I'm very tall. And so when, like, a six-year-old kid whose, like, legs aren't even touching the ground, like, reclines their seat and it's, like, hitting my knees, obviously, like, I don't know why it bothers me so much. Like, because that, like, that's what the chairs are meant to do. But it just feels like they're, like, taking my space away. And it just bothers me. Gotcha. So those Yay! Go ahead. I cut you off. No, I, I think I, those those are probably my big three pet peeves. I don't, I don't really know. Like, I don't I don't want I can't have you can't have too many pet peeves, or else you're just like a person who gets too annoyed. You know, like. <laughs> I had so much fun talking to you today. Time passed yeah. really fast. Yeah, no, that, you you had some great questions, and, and I you were a good interviewer. You really kept the flow going, and that was a lot of fun. Tell everyone where we can find you. I know you cannot say anything about your future reality yeah, yeah, yeah. TV, but when can you, you will post it on your social media, right? When it, yeah, yeah, when, no, you'll, when you'll, it see it, you'll see it. But you can find me on social media. Uh, my Instagram is Jack Atkins 21. Uh, my TikTok is Jay Atkins 21. Oh, you're on TikTok? Oh, yeah, I'm TikTok, so TikTok's my, with TikTok. TikTok's my best platform. Uh, Wait, have you been to any TikTok house? In LA? Yeah, a few of that. I was, I was, I've been like Clubhouse. Uh, I've been like not a content house. I haven't, I don't like, Mitch runs in those circles a lot. So I've kind of met ah. people like that through Mitch. Uh, and then I'm on like Cameo and stuff. Uh, if you guys want like shout out videos, I do those. And that's, that. those are always, I, I put a good effort into those. But yeah, no, hopefully, yeah. And then I hope, I got, I've got some stuff coming up in the future. Uh, so got, stay tuned for that guys. But uh, if you're watching, if you, if you made it this far in this episode, I appreciate you guys. And I oh, they will make it this far. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Some of these questions were submitted by, by listeners. Oh, really? Yeah. That's why it's, it's better than most. Yeah. yeah no, 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 those were great. So yeah. Shout out to the listeners. Yeah. Thank you very much. Once again. See, I appreciate it. I'll see you. Yay. Bye. Bye.